So hello and welcome to another edition of Shattered Lives. This is the Irish Daily Star's crime podcast, although today we're not going to be talking about crime. Um, We've decided to extend things out a little bit into the world of showbiz. Um, But I think really it's more than a showbiz story. This has become a, a huge, obviously, national news story and scandal that I think everybody is interested in. And I am interested in and I've been... Longing to speak to my esteemed colleague and friend Sandra Mallon on this topic for some time. Um, I think she is a brilliant showbiz reporter, but also um, she's a great talker too. So th- this will take up a whole hour, I'm sure. <laughs> no, um, but uh, no, I, I think this is a, a huge story of huge importance, and I think everyone's interested in it. So why not talk about it? Let me introduce uh, our showbiz correspondent, showbiz editor, sorry, I should say, uh, Sandra Mallon. How's it going? Hi. I can't believe I finally made it on the famous pod. <laughs> I don't know if it's famous, maybe infamous is the word. Um, yeah, we're, we're, we're lucky to have a, a, a somewhat dedicated listenership um, interested in all topics, but I think this is something that as I said, is universal at this stage. Everyone is interested in the RTE scandal and Ryan Tuberty and what, where does it go next, really? And um, I just want to, I don't want to go through all of the details because I'm sure people are familiar with the general details, but I'll ask you just as, as uh, someone who's been covering this every single day, have you, have you ever seen, and we were talking about this off air, like before, uh, have you, like, have you really ever seen anything on this magnitude before this 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 level of a showbiz story that that that's gone on for so many weeks no never never like it's 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 been an absolute roller coaster since the day that email was sent to everybody from RTE detailing understatement of Ryan Tuberty's uh salary to now currently where we now are in the midst of trying to figure out what is next for Ryan um and it's every single day the story is being covered and you know it has to be covered it's such a serious um it's 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 never been seen before we can't ignore such a big story like this um mm. but think of Ryan on the other end of it as well at the same time you know it's just a constant uh news updates and you know everybody is watching and waiting to see what happens yeah well, and i have to say that uh, when the announcement was made by RC there uh that Ryan wasn't coming back. Um, I think it was a bit of a shock, to be honest, because I think everybody was expecting, uh, and certainly it was flagged in the national newspapers, most national newspapers, that a deal was in sight, um, that he was agreeing to €170,000, I think, salary. Um, So it certainly looked like everything was rosy. They were patching up their relationship after the Oireachtas hearings, and he was willing to take this massive pay cut and come back and do radio. 100%. Everybody just assumed on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday, you know, when will the announcement be made? Every day we were looking for the updates and everybody just kind of assumed, look, they're in talks, you know, Kevin, uh, Ortiz Director General, Kevin Backhurst, you know, he he, he, he said on record, you know, Ryan bring, Ryan's a great broadcaster and brought in an awful lot to RTE between the Late Late Show and his Radio 1 show as well. And he has his loyal fans and supporters. So there was this um, attitude that for the last few days, the early last week, that we would just see an announcement coming on Thursday evening to say that he's been reinstated. We welcome him back. So to get a shock email like that 
where Mr. Backhurst has just decided actually I've ended negotiations. And then when we find out why those negotiations had ended, um, has not actually put a lid on this whole furore at all. It has actually continued it. Um, everybody kind of thought like we wanted to put the matter to bed uh, last week and now it's just actually continuing uh, this week. Well, what's, what's your sense from, from your sources and just following the story as well? Like what was the breakdown that led to this all falling apart at the last minute? Or do we know? Our understanding is the fact that he, Ryan came out on the Wednesday evening um, welcoming the second Grant Thornton report, where it, sh- it it had said in black and white, the first one is the same as well. It had said that Ryan Tuberty and his agent, No Kelly, had no hand in the uh, fees being understated. Um, and then when Ryan had released the statement on the Wednesday evening, just right at the bottom of that statement, he decided to say, kind of to everybody, basically, this was RPE's fault, it wasn't my fault, and then uh, subsequently then a lot of people kind of went, what does that last line mean? What does that line mean? And mm. Kevin Backhurst did the same. He was uh, he, he, he looked for clarity. And I think he said on, on primetime or Morning Ireland, one of those, that uh, when he looked for clarity and he got the clarity, um, it was just not satisfactory to him that Ryan was not showing humility and he wasn't showing that, you know, he wasn't really playing his part in the whole RT understatement of fees to him that, you know, he should have went and uh, corrected the record. But I think it had come out that Noel did flag those fees. Um, I think uh, it might have been last year. Um, so that for, for Kevin, that was that was kind of the, the straw that broke the camel's back. But they had agreed on his salary of 170K. They had agreed on the duration that he had worked. He had, they had agreed on his hours, the whole lot. Everything was all ready to go. But that that that, that line seemed to have been Ryan's downfall in the last minute. This about the seventy-five thousand euro payment, the Renault payment. That uh, is that what we're talking about in terms of the, the you know he wasn't really acknowledging uh, that that was part of his salary or, or that was an undisclosed part of his salary. Is that do I have that under? understanding correct or do you know you'd be totally uh okay to be completely confused by all of this numbers it is so confusing um it's my understanding was that it was to do with it's 150 grand for uh Renault payments that he received but the he's due to pay that though that money back but that was to do with if he returned to RTE and I mean, maybe he might be morally obli- obligated now to pay it back, but RTE had said in a statement that they won't be chasing him. But the other, that particular line was to do with his, his. my understanding, it was to do with his understatement of fees that he had didn't correct the record, essentially. Okay. And he had basically proportioned all blame on RTE um, rather than just admit I played my part in kind of not questioning and not, you know, not 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 looking at stuff properly. And I played my part. Instead of him saying that, he just said, you know, I knew I, I knew I it, you know it was RTE. That that was the issue. That's my understanding of it. <laughs> But it just seems, to be honest with you, looking at it from the outside in, and I'm sure a lot of people feel this way, that it seems very petty when, you know, you you have an agreement almost in place, 170,000 euro, the hours are agreed. I think he was going to do a podcast as well. They had it all sorted. And then at the last minute, uh, negotiations are completely dropped and he's effectively fired uh, 
because of this, uh, you know, one line. And it, it, to me, it just seems so petty. And I've seen other papers, um, I think it was in the Sunday Independent, that certainly from Ryan's camp, that they felt it was petty and that they almost felt, if you, if you, if you believe the reporting, that, uh, that Ryan, that they were nearly looking for an excuse just to drop the whole thing, that, that Ortiz really didn't want this agreement to to come about. What do you think? Yeah, I don't know. I had seen all those uh, that specul- those uh, kind of pieces there over the weekend in the Sunday papers. Um, like, it's, it's, uh, like my, my, my opinion changes all the time with this. In one instance, it's kind of like, look at, you know, why did Ryan have to even say what he said in the statement? Why couldn't he have just said two lines, welcoming Grant Thornton report, look forward to negotiate with Norti, and that's the end of it, no problem. But instead, he had to just go that one step further, um, and it was wrong. But then on the other hand, um, Kevin Backhurst is the new man in RTE, and he needs to set a precedent that he is the boss. And I tell you, we have heard more from Kevin than we ever did from G Forbes, uh, mm. which we're, we're grateful for. Like, you know, he's a former journalist. Um, he worked in Ortiz newsroom. He knows he knows the crack of the station, um, and I think Kevin is very much cementing that if you're going to get too big for the station, he's going to roll him back in. But Kevin also said though at, at, at the end of a statement that he would welcome like the door is still ajar for Ryan. But I think it's just Ryan needs to show a bit of humility over this whole thing, and I think Kevin didn't see enough of that or didn't see any of that, so he decided right, I need to. I need to put a stamp on everything here and and see and, and just you know I mean it's one man one voice, um. So mm. my my opinion constantly changes the whole time with Ryan because I've known Ryan for years and so not know you know properly but like from interviewing him the whole time and how he behaves and how he acts the man gives you his time even when RTE tell us you have 10 minutes with Ryan actually the 10 minutes turns into a half an hour and I said this before in another podcast that I am not going to join that witch hunt that we all uh, say that Ryan is to blame and a lot of his colleagues I talked to Pat Kenny there uh, recently and he had said that RTE has wronged Ryan and that they need to fix it this is before the actual statement came out from Kevin Backhurst and then Oliver Callan then who's uh, you know hot favorite to replace him on his radio show came out this morning and he sort of said the same thing as well everybody's 50 50 Ryan should have showed humility but at the same time you know the corridors in RTE are a bit probably quieter and I think that um I don't think the story is over anyway yeah you'd have to wonder what's going on behind the scenes I mean there were whispers that certain um areas of Radio 1 were not happy about the prospects of Ryan Tuberty returning to the station and did that play a part like is there I mean, do you get the sense that there are people working in RTE who would have rioted or would have had a real problem with Ryan Tuberty coming back? I'd say so. I'd say so. I'd say there's a few people in there who thought, you know, it's it's a bit unfair with the whole payment. It, it's more to do probably with money as well, because there's an awful lot of hardworking stuff in RTE. Let's not forget, this doesn't got anything to do with the, 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 the guys in the newsroom, the journalists out there mm-hmm. that are every day doing the door knocks and every day stand outside the courthouses and doing their jobs. Um, you know, this was more kind of, Kevin had said that he was surprised at the, I think it was 50-50 split um, in RTE about Ryan's comeback. Um, so, 
possibly that could have persuaded maybe somebody was in in kevin's ear uh you know saying that might this might not be a good thing right now mm-hmm. you know like maybe it's like if you let the dust settle ryan could come back and do like maybe a podcast for rt so if you remember sean o'rourke with golfgate you know uh sean o'rourke is a fantastic journalist um but with golfgate Sean had finished with RTE and he had been contracted to do an awful lot of uh, work with the station, just kind of in and out, like, you know, over the few months. And Golfgate had completely suspended that. But things went quiet and Sean came back and he did a very successful podcast with RTE. Uh, So that thing, I mean, could that happen for Ryan? I I don't know. Again, I'm just just looking at this uh, like a punter, really. But but, uh, I think this is a bit more this is a bit more bitter i mean things have ended on a very sour note here uh and i don't know if i was ryan toberty i wouldn't be delighted to go back to rt after the way that this appears to have been handled like if you're believing that what's been said in the press coverage it seems like that they were ready to sign an agreement and then everything was dropped on the basis as as you said one line i mean if, if i was ryan toberty i wouldn't be feeling particularly happy about the way that my whole situation has been handled at this stage so i would i would be shocked if i mean i know they're saying the door is open to him but i would be shocked if he was back anytime soon unless they really mended that bridge like it seems like the relationship has broken down completely it definitely seems that way at the moment the the interesting thing all weekend was that it was from tuberty's camp you know officially it was no comments it's no comment no comment no comment the phones are not being answered today the phone you know one of his reps is turned off actually currently so Uh it -hmm. would seem like that there is something brewing but i you we've no idea how to predict what way does it go does he does does ryan do a groveling apology does he be a bigger man and actually just go i shouldn't have said what i said I, you know, I believe from reading uh, in from my other colleagues as well over the last few days that Ryan never meant to kind of cause offence uh, with that particular line uh, that he had uh, written in the statement. So, like, we have to wait and see. Um, but right now, things are a bit too quiet. And if things are really, really quiet, it means something is going on. Something is bubbling in the background. It's interesting. I mean, uh, where where do you see things going next, I suppose, in terms of... Well, the two different aspects. I mean, I know that uh, with RTE this morning, they've changed the name of Tuberty's show to the, was it the 9am show or something like that? Who do you see? I mean, is it going to be Oliver Callan or what? who do you see replacing him? How are they going to fill that slot? Yeah, they removed, they're very quick to, they just remove kind of all traces of uh, Ryan. And I mean, currently as it stands, his, his, his face is still on the banner, you know, of his radio show online. But I mean, that mm. it will change probably. I mean, they've ditched the theme tune, the name, the whole lot. Oliver Callan is the favourite. Kevin already said on Friday that they were already looking for a permanent replacement. Like, look, the new director general does not mess about. He has a serious job to do. He has a really big job to do. On his very first day, I was there. He had to do a huge big Q&A press conference. And, you know, for someone who will have 15 or 20 minutes with him, we actually got like 30, 35 minutes with him. You know, 
in the end, it was actually a laugh when I think it was Ashley Maloney even joked when we ran out of questions and Ashley Maloney had said, what'd you have for breakfast? It was gone. <laughs> you know, he was so obliging. And that was day yeah. one of his job where he said that even if this had happened, he would still actually take up this position because he's always wanted it. So he, he has moved fast. Oliver is the hot favourite. Uh, Brendan Courtney is also the hot favourite as well alongside him because Brendan's been filling in. He's well-liked. He's a great presenter as well. Um, and Oliver is obviously really well-liked as well too. Um, so we have to wait and see. I know that my colleagues, uh, I think it was the Sunday World, I spotted that Brendan had, you know, spoke to them and said that, like, he doesn't know, you know, what's happening and you know, we'll have to see, but he didn't really say like, oh, we're not in chats, we're not in negotiations. So I don't really, it was kind of wishy-washy sort of a sentence. Um, so we'll have to wait and see, but I think Oliver Callan appears to be the favourite. I like Oliver, he's very funny, but it'll be hard to kind of see him in a serious role. It's almost hard to imagine that. Um, and then in terms of Ryan, I mean, obviously you said, like, as you said, he's a, he's a very talented uh, broadcaster and and a, and a gentleman in, in, in many respects. So I I don't see him being unemployed for too long. I don't think he's going to get the kind of money that he was enjoying at RTE. But where do you see him going next? Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, he does own his own production company, Tuttle Productions. Um, you know, he could go the, I was talking to a contact um actually uh in within Virgin Media last week and back in the good old days the heyday of that half a million salary with RTE Virgin Media could never afford something like that they've even said it on the record over the years we couldn't afford tubs um and I don't think you know Tubbly at one point a couple of years ago wouldn't have been their brand is what a, a contact had told me but the the 170,000 euro potential salary, the new one, that mm. definitely sort of perked their ears a little bit that they were like, well, if he's that much, well, right. then maybe we could talk. Like you're talking news talk level presenters. So could he go to news talk? Could he do what Pat Kenny did and create, carve out his career that in, in that sense? A lot of speculation as well that he could be a Today FM person he could go to the fm um, and yeah. i can't see him without work uh i think between you know the books that he writes as well and between uh just his charisma his personality the man is a great broadcaster and he brings in the revenue for a station um and i just don't think he's going to be sitting on his laurels too long no what about the bbc i mean i know he had done work there do you think that they would be open to hiring him or what's the relationship like there? Their situation, as of a couple of weeks ago, they had said they weren't going to be commenting on what was going on over, over here. He did do a bit of work for them. A contact of mine said, like, that's all it went. You know, when you when you do kind of like stand in work, it's very hard to sort of get yourself kind of permanently into the role. You'll always be seen as that filler kind of holiday replacement role rather than mm-hmm. like a stand-in presenter. Um, so you know he but he still could do bits for for the bbc if he has the right idea sure why not if it's a draw why not there was talk about him doing like kind of an australian tour i think a couple of weeks ago i had read somewhere that he was going to go to australia and he was going to film something a series or something over there like a travel kind of a a series which would be really interesting um to see him doing or he could be chatting. It'd be very hard to kind of break america i think because they need to know who he is first of all i mean you've only got like Westlife there, for instance, they're only making their first appearance on Good Morning America and Westlife were around for years. So mm. like, so it would be, I'd be surprised if I'd see America taking him on. I don't know, but he has that charm. He has that charisma, that 
actually he could be loved by the Americans as well at the same time. Yeah, and I think uh, just that sense that he is a bit of a he is a gentleman as well, and he's he's a very humble person. I mean, I've I've met him and spoke to him not even half as many times as you have, probably only a handful of times. Uh, but I can recall. Uh, I just wanted to mention this because I, I think it's a testament to his character as a person outside of a broadcaster. And and, and we're not here to 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 spin that uh, anything that that Brian Tuberty is this great person. We're not we're not working for him or anything like that. But uh, I just wanted to mention that um, there was a uh, and I'll just be careful for legal reasons. But there was a tragedy in Tala last year, um, and Ryan actually. Um, visited the scene a couple of days later it was a rainy day there was nobody around so he wasn't coming looking for publicity um and we just happened to be there because we were trying to speak to the family and ryan showed up and paid his respects and uh, he went to the local school and he met the kids it wasn't for his radio show it wasn't for anything that was going to be broadcast um and he was very embarrassed that we kind of caught him doing that. And uh, we did an interview with him and I think we splashed it. We put it on our front page, actually, that Ryan visited the scene. Um, but initially, I remember he was like, oh, no, please, like, I don't really, I'm not trying to publicize this. But I was like, well, look, you're Ryan Tuberty, you know, and this is a huge story. And, you know, I think it's great that you're paying your respects. And so he, he respected that and he did the story. Unfortunately, he got a lot of flack the, ne- the next day for exactly that that people thought oh he's just trying to make it all about him and he's trying to publicize himself where it is an actual fact uh that's not at all what he was at and i'd say that's one of probably many stories about him i'm sure you've had encounters with him uh, or chats with him over the years where you've got kind of an insight into what he's like as a person yeah 100 percent. i think he got a bit of flack as well there recently because he wrote a piece about his friendship and knowing Sinead o'connor and how mm. she had contacted him, uh, you know, when this all kicked off, offering him, you know, shelter um, over in London, just away from everything. Uh, you know, I have had, like, I couldn't say to you that, like, oh, I've had, like, all these disagreements and arguments with him. I haven't. I do interviews with him. We do our roundtables. We do our chats. You know, you you can ask him anything. He literally says ask me anything you know we, we ask about the whole lot we go the whole nine yards and like if he doesn't want to answer something you know in, in particular about his family and stuff like that he, he can be quite private about his family but um sometimes he's so proud as a uh, punch of his two daughters that like you know he can't help but actually say a couple of things about them in the middle of interviews you know mm-hmm. um but i have never i like I, I couldn't turn around and recall any moment that like i've had anything you know any anything bad with them to to have somebody like you'd have to put yourself in his shoes he cannot walk down the street without somebody stopping him like i've been out with him like he can't walk anywhere he goes into a shop and he gets you know approached by everybody and everybody's recording no matter what he does people are recording and you can't miss him he has that presence he always had a presence about him when he walks into a room um and he's the same as well. You can see him a mile away walking down the street. He's just one of those characters. I always mm. joke to him that, you know, maybe he would go into a life of politics. And he always pulls me up on it. He's like, why do you keep saying that? First of all, he's got a huge <laughs> political background. It's right, yeah. it's right through his blood. Um, but I remember one time I asked him, he was like, why do you keep asking me about politics? And I was like, because I just think you are actually going to do it eventually. Um, but he just I can see him time for everybody. I could- I could see him doing it, although maybe this this particular scandal has has delayed that perhaps for a while. Yeah, anyway. Comeback! Look at Bertie Ahern. Everybody loves a comeback. This is true. This is true. I just want to mention from the the crime element of things. There is no 
uh, crime that's been identified here in terms of the payments yet. But, um, you know, uh, myself and Mick spoke about this at the time when the, the Oireachtas hearings were happening. Uh, there was a particularly interesting quote from uh, Richard Collins, who is the chief financial officer at RTE, where he was quizzed about the the payments that were made to Ryan Tuberty, the from the barter account, um, the payments that we're talking about now. I, I just think from Ryan's perspective, this is just my own personal opinion, I, I think Ryan was maybe a little naive on his finances, which you can maybe understand. I, I, I And I feel that that process had little to do with him and more to do with like maybe his agent and how you know his finances were dealt with. He very much deflected to Noel Kelly to answer those questions. But when it comes to those payments and how they were handled, is there a potential crime there? Um, and, and the quote from Richard Collins that was interesting is that he felt that the, the public, the taxpayer was, quote, maybe defrauded uh, in the way that those payments were handled. And that quote stuck out to me as, OK, well, fraud, you know, a crime. And I believe it was said to him at the time by a TD, well, if you believe a crime has been committed, then shouldn't you be going to the guards? And Richard Collins said that he would get legal advice on that. We're still none the, the wiser as to whether Richard Collins, who's still in the employ of RTE, I believe, um, made any complaint to the guards or spoke to the guards about his belief that the tax fair was maybe defrauded. And I, I feel we still haven't got satisfactory answers um, as to whether, uh, as to how that, you know, barter account um those payments in the barter account and all of that complicated business was handled. Um, like, I mean, they, they were effectively covering up these payments to Tuberty, D Forbes being at the at the top uh, end of things here. And she hasn't said a word yet. We haven't heard anything from her. Um, so I think there's questions there. But I just, I put it to the Garda Press Office just before this pod, just to be sure that nothing has changed. And no, nothing has changed in terms of a criminal investigation. There, uh, The guards have confirmed that there is no criminal investigation into RTE to date. Um, but I do understand that there have been many complaints of which they have to look into every complaint, but uh, I think they're all being put together and they're they're going to kind of, they are looking through them, I suppose, with a fine tooth comb to see, is there anything here which actually warrants a criminal investigation? But to date, there hasn't been one. But I think that that's um, where this could end up in in the realms of, of uh of you know uh of crime journalism if you know a potential offense is highlighted here but we don't know yeah we just don't know we we still have a lot of questions about those those payments but what would actually encourage them the guardy to actually uh look into it as fraud i mean it's said on record that it could have been potentially fraud so it, do they have to get a certain number of complaints or do they need one complaint that has serious kind of evidence in it for them to actually say okay we're investigating it well, they, yeah they have to have evidence of a crime like i mean i suppose any tom dick and harry can make a complaint to the guards but where it comes into the realm of a actual criminal investigation being launched is where i guess there is significant ground suspicion of some sort of offense i think if someone like richard collins who is obviously in a position of authority on the finances and RTE actually makes a complaint that would have to be dealt with on a different level to um, say another high profile person who I won't mention here who tweeted that they had made a complaint to the guards I don't know whether those two would be weighed as equally 
they have to look at every complaint. But I think, like, as I said, if someone from the actual financial department of RTE is saying, right, I think there's something wrong here, that's probably grounds for an investigation. But I just think it's noteworthy that how many weeks on are we now? Maybe a month on, there hasn't been any investigation launched. So maybe that speaks volumes in and of itself, that there's no offence that's been committed here. Um, that when it comes to how RTE dealt with their finances, you might say that it's questionable and you might say that it that it was wrong morally or whatever else, but there's no crime here uh, at the end of the day. On the early on days, you know, you're, you're kind of talking to a couple of contacts and stuff like that. And I'm, I was talking to a few of them about that whole barter count process where... Um, it's a really it's it's been going on for a long time and it's a apparently a very old style of doing things um mm-hmm. and this person who did uh previously work in rte said that they didn't they never um dealt with the whole barter account thing but they said that they inherited uh contracts from it which i thought was quite right. interesting because they said that uh, it's a way of um it, it it's it's just a way of sort of uh, it's like a balloon payment on a presenter it's a way of sort of enticing a presenter back um by you know keeping them kind of happy in a sense let's call a spade a spade that's probably what it is so um it, but it's a very old style of tradition and then you've got i suppose the commercial department running rings around everybody using that company credit card to buy the the tickets and and you know the flip-flops and the whole lot that was uh, you know ridiculous at the time but the barter account to, to ryan it just seemed to be like the sweetener uh just to keep them there and not go to anyone else but then the question was raised of well then like how many was the rival stations knocking on your door when mm-hmm. you see Kevin had made a really interesting point during the Q&A on his first day that he had evidence that they would lose top talent to rival stations. And somebody had said, who? And he said, we lost Pat Kenny to Newstalk. So it has happened before. And Kevin was trying to avoid that, I think, with Ryan, that they didn't want to lose it. Because regardless of our opinions and stuff like that, Ryan brought in the money. Yeah, well, I mean, clearly from D4's perspective, she was desperate to keep Ryan Toverty happy. Uh, and you can you can see that in, in it was bore out in the you know the, the way the payment was handled um unfortunately we've, we've yet to hear her a full explanation of that her side of the story on that but would be interested to see and jim jennings as well now jim jennings had said that he will when his health gets that bit better that he will talk to people um and i know d uh had said that uh her health as well was a matter of importance more so but i think now i mean Tuberty was taken off air at the end of june and we're now august 21st and we still haven't heard sight nor sound no statements no nothing no nothing at all from g forbes and i think it's just crazy so kevin's left to clean up everything that's going on in rte but yet he like d's nowhere to be seen yeah, I, I think she's going to have to come out at some stage, be it with a statement or be it a, a journalist doorstepping her or whatever. I, I, I definitely think she has questions to answer there. Obviously, if her her um her health is not in a good place, hopefully she recovers from that. Um, but but nonetheless, like there's huge huge questions there that I think she needs to answer. And great journalists like yourself, I'm sure, will seek her out, uh, one way or another. <laughs> uh eventually she she's going to have to say something i just want to say to go a little informal for a minute cuz I, I i don't know like if our listeners know but myself and sandra are good mates we've known each other now since we both started in the star together 8 years ago 
and uh yeah like it's it's great to it's great that we're doing this uh, that's why i really wanted john but like yeah i miss the days in a way don't i don't want any boss listening to this to think i want to go back to the office permanently but i <laughs> i do i do i do miss i do miss the banter that we used to have in the office and uh god it was great like and and whenever uh Whenever I'd be bogged down by a horrible crime story, Sandra would always be there with the gossip, with the gossip and uh, the stuff that's good crack to talk about. Um, so, You've yeah. got two seconds. I just want to finish this. I'm like, okay, hurry up. <laughs> yeah, you're a terrible distraction. Jeez, I never got anything done. <laughs> you got your work done. <laughs> and the tea breaks. We had about 10 tea breaks every you hour. You did not have 10 tea breaks. <laughs> Yeah, you do miss that actually an awful lot. That I suppose that office thing. I think everybody kind of feels that in every industry that you do miss that what the water cooler moments that you're able to talk about your weekend and stuff in peace. Zoom does not cut it at all between the bad connections and the just it's yeah, <laughs> it just doesn't cut it. <laughs> no, no, I miss the banter and the you know trying to um, look like we were busy when we weren't busy and all that you know. Uh, I ironically think we're busier now and we do more work now. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think I'm more efficient actually working from home in the position that I am in. You don't have me nattering in your ear, that's why. I know, that's very true. But also uh, the whole RTE with the whole payment scandal erupted, I did miss being in a newsroom because I was able to take correction from bosses a lot easier if you're in a newsroom to have somebody shouting at you what way they want stuff. And mm. now you're sort of texting and you're on your DMing and, you know, every like nobody's kind of properly communicating with each other. So you do kind of miss that element and, of the newsroom. And the buzz as well. Like, I mean, like on a story like that, like, I mean, there's there's hu- there's huge buzz in the newsroom and, and great crack from a story like that, because in, in, a, in a sense, like, you know, the story writes itself. And, and it, it, it so there's great buzz when a story like that breaks in a newsroom. I miss that. Definitely. You definitely miss that, yeah. You know, it comes on the TV screens and everybody's just watching uh, to find it and then you're just making the phone calls and all the rest. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's kind of six of one, half a dozen of the other. On uh, one sense, I love doing this from where I am. And I suppose with our job, so we can be anywhere. Um, but when things are huge like this, uh, I definitely was kind of missing a bit of, like, the office kind of vibe but I, I feel very sorry for younger journalists coming up in the world who don't who are not able to listen to people how they talk to people on the phone and you know how they talk even to their bosses and stuff like that like I, I they are definitely missing out yeah it's a changed world um, yeah. now now that you've said that we're both going to be back in Talbot Street on Monday I know <laughs> you're like fuck I miss working from home <laughs> <laughs> Right, I think we'll leave it there. Um, that's been great. It's actually been fantastic too, uh, and I hope our listeners do appreciate. It. We're still going to be talking about crime, but it was nice to not talk about crime and misery for 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 one podcast anyway. Um, I mean, this is an important story. I think that affects everybody. Everybody has an interest in it, um, so it was worth worth doing a pod on. So thank thank you for your time, Sandra. I'll have you on again. Great. <laughs> thank you for having me. Yeah, new co-host. What do you think? <laughs> Could you imagine? Oh, there'll um, be more. Yeah. Right. Thank you. <laughs>